Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I want to talk to you about this idea of young people dealing in drugs. Some young people in Ireland consider drug selling to be a meaningful alternative stream of income that is more attractive than the precarious work available to them, according to new research. The research, which will be launched later on today, was undertaken by Dr. Matt Bowden of the Technology University Dublin. And it's based on the experience of those working in youth services and community drug projects with young people who are involved in or at risk of becoming involved in the illegal drugs trade. The current polydrugs market are providing an alternative stream of income and occupation that appear meaningful for young people and our research participants all stressed that the need to create opportunities and pathways to enable young people to make the transitions to both education and the labour market participation with the chance to earn a decent living. They also stress that young people involved in the drugs trade are neither out of control nor untouchable and that as a society it is worth investing in them and including them. Now, Citywide's uh, Anna Quigley said, people working in youth services and community drug projects view the local drug economy as a type of work uh, which is made of a, uh, made attractive to young people and which recruits the labour based uh, upon incentivising and enticing them. In other words, it's lucrative for young people. Ah, sure, look, I'll sell a bit of gear, be grand, I'll make myself 100 quid at the weekend. And they, they see it as lucrative, easy to do because they can sell it in school, in secondary school to some of their mates. They can sell it if they're a little bit older down the local pub. You know, so they see it as, you know, a little bit of hash here and there, a little bit of, I don't know, cannabis, whatever it is. Or maybe even cocaine, I don't know. And they see it as a lucrative thing to do. But here's the question. Would you stand by somebody who did it? I mean, one of the interviewees in the research said, sometimes the image is the evil drug dealer, the evil guy. But a lot of the time... It's the person welcomes uh, the 300 credit um, and they welcome that they're giving the drugs to their mates. And the drug dealer is liked by the, the people he's giving the drugs to. In other words, they get credit. In other words, they get some drugs for themselves. They get some cannabis for themselves by passing it on to other people. Saves them a bit of money. But I want to talk about your kids. I mean, unfortunately, we live in a world where our children will be exposed to alcohol, smoking cigarettes, drugs, including hash, cocaine, heroin possibly as well. Our children are exposed to all these dangers in their lives, and it's up to us as adults to protect them. So what do you do? With alcohol, you be responsible, I suppose, and you tell your child how much he should drink and shouldn't drink, and you limit it at a young age to slowly wean them into it if that's what they need to do. Cigarette smoke, you advise them against it. Obviously, you don't disown them if they do it, but you advise advise against it. Drug taking, you obviously advise against it. You help them and give them support to get back off it again. But what do you do if your child is actually dealing? According to another study, children as young as 10 are dealing in drugs in Dublin. 10! What would you do if that was your child? Let me give you a hypothetical situation. Let's say your son is 16 years old and you notice that he has more money than usual. And you find out that he's dealing in small amounts of drugs to make money at the weekend. He's selling hash. And he's making three or four hundred quid a week. And you find out. What would you do in that situation? Would you stand by your child if you found out they were dealing in drugs and they were caught by the guards, for example? Would you stand by them? Would you support them? Or would you disown them? Would you disown your child if you found out they were dealing in drugs? Let me know what you think. 
Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. You can WhatsApp or text. Gary, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Gary? Hello. How are you? Gary, sorry about the long intro there. Well, Gary, what would you do? What would you do? Uh, really quick, really, really quick. This will take two seconds. Uh, I'm actually going to send an email in because your show is about people expressing how they feel about a subject. Uh, I think it's a disgrace how you are portrayed sometimes in the media. And I'll send an email and you can decide to use it as a topic you want. I hope you're okay today. Oh, yeah. you, didn't des- you didn't deserve that last night. You didn't deserve it after you were on Good Morning TV talking about Liam Nielsen. You mm-hmm. didn't deserve it. And I think the thing about it is, just really quickly, uh, people today, and I'm one of them, uh, is doing all they can to stop bullying uh, with children in schools and that. And the same people are probably parents that are calling you names on, oh, yeah. online. Oh, yeah. And it's just, I'm, I'm sorry, I actually told Helena, I wouldn't say this now, but I'm just, that's it, it's out there. Let's move on. Uh, and I hope you're okay. I really hope you're okay. I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. Actually, the, the only thing that pisses me off is when people make personal comments. I, I mean, look, if that's, people want to like, yeah, they want to go on Twitter and call me an arsehole or whatever they want to call me. I don't mind. You, if they want to pull you on your opinion, go for it. Yeah. You're, you're in the public eye. That's great. Yeah. But when they start talking about your private life, your, your second hairstyle or anything else, anything else above and beyond what it is, and then to make it a, a flipping comment like you're a racist or you're making racist remarks. Now what it is, Noel, you, you speak what you believe and I have the utmost admiration for you for that. I really do. Thank and you very much, Gary. I people appreciate that. People that listen to this show I a regular they agree with me I know they do so anyway moving on I apologise no I, I obviously come from this from uh, yeah you you thought I, there was I, a quick you, well let's just explain to people who don't know you Gary you've been in jail you thought there was a quick book involved in you know yeah, moving definitely. drugs from one place to another definitely I, I was an alcoholic and I saw it as the next my next point to Guinness uh, yeah. and you know I can, think can I ask you a question Gary I don't think I've never asked you this before there was, from what I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there was 70 grand worth of gear, is that right? Yeah, 70,000 okay. worth of cannabis, yeah. Oh, okay, can you tell me, or is it possible, how much was in that for you, for moving it? Because uh, you were moving from, it from one place to another. How much was From it? moving that from one place to another, I got between five to 500 to 1,000 euro. Right, okay. So that to a young person to say, here's a package, it's no bigger than a small concrete block, we need you to move it from A to B, and there's 500 quid for you, happy days. It does was, seem attractive, it, doesn't it? It? It, was quite, it was a little bit bigger than, okay. <laughs> than a block. But yeah, okay, okay yeah, no, no that's, that's a very good point. And, and, and I suppose, Noel, when, when, when I went in front of Judge, uh, Judge Nolan in, in court number five, what he said to me when he sentenced me, he doesn't address you, you're not allowed to address him, until he sentences you, and then he'll turn his gaze and he'll look at you. And he dangled two pieces of paper, I've said this before, and he talked about my sister-in-law's letter and the letter he received from the college I was in. And he said, I can see you're a good man. But the one thing he said, and this is quite important, I think, to this point, is I cannot forgive your age, Mr. Cunningham. I stood in front of him at 23 years of age when I did this. Yeah, and you, you were 18, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but, but the thing about it is, look, I don't offer any excuses. I was a complete gobshite. I was an alcoholic, selfish, self-centered, horrible human being. And I didn't care about anyone. And the thing about it is, <clears throat> we're talking about standing by people. My mom and my family, never, my mom never had the guards to her door for anything, for nothing. And then our youngest comes along and goes to second prison. So to be honest with you, I expected to be discommunicated from my family. I expected to... Uh, my brothers have a, you've met all my brothers, uh, yeah. and, and you know that they have a, a very, 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 very dim view on drugs in general. Mm-hmm. So I really was the black sheep, and um, 
But I suppose if I was to like if I was to say to you now, oh no, you know, don't stand by them, then I'm a complete hypocrite. I'm, you know, I can't say that because I can tell you now that if my mum had decided not to stand by me, I probably wouldn't be talking to you now. And I well, yeah, but is your mother? Them. Would your mother have been the type of person, you know, would if Lily had got you say, you know, when you were eighteen? with, you know, a bag of hash in your pocket that you were She'd selling. She'd killed me uh, well, Absolutely. But would she have marched you to a guard station? She'd have guilted me into going myself. Yeah, definitely. Right, definitely. Okay. Because the thing about it is, um, <laughs> God, she's listening. Hey, your mum. <laughs> she's this is okay. Come on. I'm from Singlis. Be marching glass. I've met, I've met Hyacinth. You've known the story, you know. So yeah, she I would, remember. yeah, I, I know. She's a decent woman and she's a law abiding citizen. And I think she would have frog marched you down to the nearest garden station to teach her a lesson. I, 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 I refused. Uh, oh, this is so shameful. Um, I refused my mum the first visit I had in Mount Joy. She requested and I said no. And uh, as you know, they're, they're turning my book into a film and I'm just reading the script and that scene is in it and I have to put the script down. Uh, By the way, I mean, speaking, of, speaking of your book, which has been turned into a movie now, right? Yeah. Uh, who's playing Niall Boyle in it? Is it Brad Pitt or somebody, is it? I mean? Come here to tell you something, Niall. <laughs> You're playing Niall Boyle. There's only one Niall Boyle, thanks to God. There's only one of you. <laughs> your, one of your first radio interviews after you got out you need to get Brad Pitt to play me or something I don't know listen, come here I can tell you real quick my publisher was saying to me when Joyce Joy came out I want you to go on X show my show I won't mention them and I said no you know the story I said I'm going on the boiler and whatever you want me to do after that and that'll always be my thing for any time you guys will have me on you'll always be forced anyway uh, but Gary, yeah, but getting back to it so Gary you say if it was your kid you would support them well, in any way you could now I, I, see, I, no, there's a difference in no, no, doing no, drugs no, and, and no, selling no, it sorry, you know? sorry 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 sorry. I most certainly wouldn't support them I'd clip them around the back of the yeah, head yeah but you wouldn't disown more. them either would you no, what I'm saying is, uh, if, if it was a case of, of a, a similar situation to mine, so my 18-year-old, or you know, hypothetically speaking, uh, was to be caught, and then, you know, to go through due process. But I, what, I, what does it take? You know the old saying, blood is thicker than water, right? What I, I mean, what does it take for you to turn your back on your own child? I, do you know what I We talked about drug dealing. Like, let, let's look at other crimes. If, if you, your son came home and said he had raped a girl... You know, I mean, which is Jesus a very Christ. serious no, thing. It's, it's but I mean, how, how much does it take? I, 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 I know. I, no, I'm not talking about you personally, Gary. I'm just no, no, generally. No, 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 but I, 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 know, I know how you feel about your kids. So I, 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 think, I think to answer this, um, when, when, when I eventually, let, God, it's disgusting to say that, when, when my mom came up to visit me in Mount Joy's most emotional moment of my life, well, what she said to me, don't you dare tell me that I can't come up and see you. You're my son. I love you and I'll be here every week. And she was every Monday without fail. So I think the thing about it is, she said, you know, I think, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. I think if I murdered someone, my mom would have found a way to stand by me. I think as parents, that's what we do. So, uh, but, but the shocking thing, Noel, that you, you, you highlighted there is that there's, there, you know, they're saying, and we have to believe it, that there's 10-year-olds doing this. And, and I, I, I don't know whether you agree with this. This is just me, me and my weird way of thinking. Um, so I'm 40, and my mom and dad... Uh, the kind of drug culture. Of course, drugs are still around, heroin and cocaine. It wouldn't have been as, as widely available today. Um, I'm of the opinion that someone in my age group now that might be a father or a mother that has gone through this will have the education. I know this sounds stupid, but will know what to look for, know the signs, will know what you're hiding, the way you've, you know, maybe the way you're answering your phone, different little, little things. Well, I, mean, I think the obvious sign is they suddenly have money. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, suddenly your kid has 300 quid at the weekend and you're going, well, how do you do that? He's only working part-time in a restaurant one day a week. But stay there for a second. Just stay there, Gary, because oh, Ange- yeah, Angela, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Angela? Hi, Niall. How are you? Angela, <laughs> you, you wouldn't frog-march your child down to a guard station if you found out he was dealing drugs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And can I just say one thing there as well? What? I was effing livid last night. And Gee, that's was all was everybody on. watching this thing last night? Livid. Nile, I nearly went through the television. And I was, going to text <laughs> like I, I was livid. How d- I just, I, I was full. I was going to text you and all. I was going to go, oh! Yeah, fair play. Do you know? Play, how, how dare, how dare they allow that to have gone on last night? How dare yeah. they? Well, look, it is a show and that's what they do. You know what I mean? It's a show. I'm not I know, them. I know, but still. Do you know what I mean? I know, I mean, I mean, no, I mean, look, she shouldn't have said that I was inciting hatred. She shouldn't have said that I was uh, making racist comments. At one stage, she even told me to look at her and she said, you look at me differently because I'm black and I and I don't look at her any differently because she's black. I don't see the colour of skin. It doesn't bother me the colour of somebody's skin. No. But, 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 but let's move away from that because we can talk about it all night. I just get angry thinking about it. But <laughs> Angela, would you, would you march your child down to a garden Frog station? Frog march. Frog march. Frog march them down. Right. Because, like, as I was saying to, to Dave there earlier on, um, it's not drug dealing they're doing, it's, it's life dealing. Because drugs kill people. Drugs ruin lives. So when you're a drug dealer, you might be dealing drugs, but you're actually dealing with people's lives. You are dealing in And death. I can't stand yes. them. I can't yeah. stand them. And if, if it was my child or one of my family, straight down. I'd be straight down to the garden station because I can't, I can't do. Now, I hate them, but it's more, it's like, do you know what their opinions that I have? It's a fear I have of drugs. It's a fear. I hate being around people on drugs because they scare me. You know, people on drugs scare me. When I know that people are off their Angela, I understand that. And I think at some point we have to accept that all our children are going to be exposed to it. And they may not ever do it, but they will be exposed to the opportunity. I mean, I've admitted before, between the ages of 18 and 20, I smoked hash, I did LSD, I took mushrooms. And then when I got to about 20, I kind of copped out and went, what what am I going to do with my life? I'm certainly not going to continue taking any drugs. And I just stopped, right? And I didn't drink either after that point. But, but yeah. I think I had one drink when I was 17 and I threw it up. That <laughs> put yeah. me out yeah. for life. But that would have sorted a lot of your problems out. Yeah. 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 A good bad point when you're 17 you know, would have sorted your life out. <laughs> I, 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 can I make a point? Um, I, 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 unbelievably, I, at the moment, I'm, I'm going around the country and I'm, I've been invited into schools to talk. And actually, Lily comes with Brilliant. me, which is amazing. And. I have a very unorthodox way. Angela, I think we're, we're friends on Facebook and I think you, you've, seen, yeah. uh, you've seen the results of my talks. They're, they're powerful. Yeah. But, and I don't mean that. I'm uh, if you do, if you do say that yourself. Go on. No, no, sorry. sorry. <laughs> but you, uh, you are powerful, Gary. I'm lethal. Yeah. That's, 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 I'm amazing. I mean, come on. Like, for God's You're sake, blunt. <laughs> but the thing about yeah. it, I, what I do is I trick them a little bit. So I'm standing there and I say... I tell the truth. I tell the story of the morning, the seven quarter past seven in the morning, that the Topaz guards and fingers. When I walked to the back of the truck, took a Louis Vuitton bag. I mean, this is what we're dealing with here. That was filled yeah. with cannabis, and they're kind of looking at me, and I say, you know, I was getting five hundred quid to do this. And I pause, and I look, and I go, I'm thinking to myself, wow, this is amazing. They should teach this in college, and they laugh, and they go, ah, oh, yeah. and then I quickly, as quick as that, I flip it on its head. And then, as you know, Noel, I can remove my teeth, my false teeth in, because I got my teeth knocked out <laughs> in prison, and I flip it. And I go, you think it's this, 
You think it's this. You think this is what it is. It's all this money. It's all this. This is the reality. This is what's going to happen. And I also really, really hone in on the fact that you and nobody, you will never, ever, or very rarely look at the newspaper and say, uh, Mr. Big, whoever it is, whoever it is, a kingpin or whatever we say. Yeah. It's always the, what we'll, we'll, we'll say, foot soldiers or the, the younger mm-hmm. guys. And, and that's where I go. I, I really try uh, to, to kind of say, look, you, you, you're being led to believe easy money. You're going to be caught one way or another, be it by your family or be it by uh, the law. And really, really quickly, the carpet gets pulled from under you. And all of a sudden, I mean, I, I spent my whole life being an absolute dickhead, but I never thought, I never thought I'd wake up in a cell and Mount Joy. And I did. And it, it was, oh, man. Although it was 2012. Well, that's what I'm saying. Looking When you were standing in that Topaz garage, looking down the barrel of a gun, uh, you know, yeah. of the guards when they were standing behind you because, the whole, yeah, I mean, basically you were set up, right? And yeah. and looking down the barrels of these guns all pointing at you, I said that was a rude awakening. I uh, thought I was getting shot. I didn't hear the show <laughs> yeah. where I'm guarded. And that's what I say to these kids as well. I, 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 didn't, I didn't know that was the police. I thought it could have been a rival gang or it could have been something. I thought this is it. This is it. This See, is now, that, that's yeah. what we need. That's what we need in schools these days, is people like Gary. We don't need a counsellor that has sit, been sitting behind a desk, gone through college and everything, and said, well, and, you shouldn't do drugs. You need people who have yeah. been there. Who Angela, have, do you know who what's really, really sad? Wall. you know what's really sad, yeah. Angela? I have a yeah. very, very, I think you know this from my posts, I have a very, very yeah. unorthodox way of talking to these kids. Uh, there may yeah. be an, an odd bad, bad word to tip out every The odd expletive, yeah. I yeah, listen, it's, one, yeah. it's, it's, it's over 18 and the poor kids are 16 but anyway the thing about it is um, I, I believe that I'm not lecturing them I'm speaking to them and That's it. What's, what's really sad Angela is and, and any teachers would, 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 would tell you this would, would back me up here after these talks there'll just be a line of kids that want to come up and tell me things and the amount yeah. of young lads that have told me what they're doing at the moment and you need that shocked with me them. to my car and that's Dublin to I won't mention one town because it's quite small to to, to, to Cork, I've been down to Cork, to Kerry, uh, but there's one town in particular, it's very small, and two young lads approached me. I won't even give you, oh, well, look, they were 16 no, don't, and yeah, 17. Yeah, yeah, 16 yeah. and 17, 16 yeah. and 17, and one of them gave me a heartbreaking story. Uh, I'm not going to say it because it's very, very unique, this story. And I'm still in contact with his family. I can't contact him because he's 16. He, he, uh, I don't talk to him online. Yeah. But I've offered uh, just a bit of, friendly advice of how to just get away from this crap because look money makes the world go round and cash is king and we know all this but you know Fitzer you know Fitzer uh, yep yep well he he made this comment when he got out I used to surround my life with things I was filled to the brim with things I had a beautiful watch thing I drove a lovely car thing I had wonderful runner things when he came out, and he's, a, he's I hope he's listening now, how are you, Fitzer? Um, he's, he has a great job now. He's doing so well. He's two beautiful children. He went down and he bought a short. I'll never forget this. And he was actually lecturing someone else who was going down that, that road. And he said, I, I earned that short. It was a 25, 30 euro short. And he said, I, it's, it's my favorite short. I went, I earned it. I went, I got up at 8 o'clock in the morning. I did my job. And on Friday or Thursday, whatever day, I got a paycheck. And I went out and I walked into a shop and I bought a short. And I thought that was powerful. I used that in yeah. the talks. I thought that but was that, powerful. That, so, because he'd actually earned the money. So, uh, I'm sorry, Andrew, could you be short? I, I need to come to a break, but I want to go to Frank very quickly before I go to the break. Frank, you're on Classic Hits. Frank, this research that's out that showed that young people are going down the road of making a quick book by selling drugs. Would you stand by your son, daughter, if you caught them selling drugs, Frank? 
Yeah, I don't, Noel, you have to be in that situation first. You know, you don't know what you do. It depends. Like, I mean, cannabis, something like that. I think I'd stand by me, kid. I mean, you'd have to, but if it was heroin or something that's killing people, that's a different story. But as Gary was saying there about money is king. In this country, Noel, for too long now, we've been making it far too easy for these scumbags to earn money, spend money. For far too long in this country, Noel, on the hearsay of a guard inspector, there was men and women locked up for four years for membership on hearsay. Now you have the country's biggest scumbags up in front of judges, and they've no proof. It's up to the state to prove where their money comes from. And they they, they walk out of court, yeah. Every single person, Noel, it's like your fingerprint being born with it. Every person is given a TPS number. And at the touch of a button, I think if any little scumbag or skank is showing any sign of wealth that they cannot account for, all payments should be stopped to them. Social welfare, children's allowance, half. Anything. But why? Here's the thing, Frank. Why can't we do it, right? For example, you know, when I have my own business, etc., etc. You know, if, if there was any anomaly in the amount of VAT that I returned or the amount of income tax here, I here, declared, here. I would immediately get a letter and probably get an audit, right? Here, here. Yeah, yeah. No, but, but yet we have criminals in this country driving around in Lamborghinis and collecting the dole. Exactly. I remember a case, Noel, of a certain person. You know damn well who I'm talking about. It cost this day twenty million. Mm-hmm. And appealing decisions, appealing decisions. When that absolute dopeite was caught with money, he won her on a horse. So the way you should be dealing with that is, that's fine. When you bring me a Paddy Powers receipt, I'll give you back the money. <laughs> and until you can do that, Noel, the money is gone. So you believe we're not, we're not saying, but, but is it a case of well, the law is the law, Frank, and you know, when it comes to these guys selling drugs, we have to have definitive no, proof. We, we've inherited this law from 800 years of the Brits. We amend the only single law in oil in this country that you will be dealt with today is traffic offences and non-payment of taxes. I can murder someone, and Gary knows where I'm coming from. Yeah, the I, do, I, do, I, do, I, I have a 50-50 chance of walking out of that kip today. But if I don't pay my tax noil or I'm caught speeding, I'm dealt with and I'm punished. We need to start taking everything off the vermin. Put them out on the street if you have to. But you see, you're going to have to deal with others. You can't do that. You can't do this. And what about me human rights? There we have the country's biggest absolute vermin outside the country directing people to be murdered. Why are their passports not revoked? We don't want you in the kip. We don't want you coming back to the kip. If they say we bring it to Europe, fine, bring us to Europe. Tell Europe where to go. Good point, isn't it, Gary? I mean, I mean, I, he's singing from the same hymn sheet that I think everybody would like to see. We've got a special criminal court there for a particular purpose, and it's not being used. I've inhaled. I've actually inhaled what you said, Frank. I've been what you said. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic what you're saying. But do, do, do me a favor, both, because I have to go to a break. Frank, stay with me, will you, please? Loads and loads of people text again. Frank talking a great amount of sense. Fair play to Gary. He's the most honest man I've ever met in my life. Well, he wasn't at the time, but he is now. Absolutely. The person says, I'm well aware of Gary's spe- uh, speeches. Uh, my daughter was at one of his speeches recently in school and said he was amazing. Uh, she came home enlightened. Oh, well, that's good to hear. And I'm sure Gary, that has brought a little tear to Gary's eye. Uh, keep texting and uh, keep WhatsApping. And the number is 087 What would you do if you found out your daughter or your son or maybe your, father, your mother or father, your father, your mother or father were involved in selling drugs? 
would you support them? Frank, I mean, you you obviously are quite serious about this, and I, you, you sound almost angry, to be honest with you, in some sort well, of way. I'm, at this stage, I'm really thinking of running for some sort of office or something, because I'd be an absolute beast. I'm just sick of... I'll give you another example, Noel, real quick. I was talking to my guard recently, okay? Yeah. And he was telling me he can't stand the job. He's 48 years of age, all right? I know him through a family friend. He's 28 years of age, and he sees it as a job now. And he was explaining to me, Noel, the reason they kind of concentrate on motor and defences, because it keeps them busy. Because he was telling me, if he catches vermin or feral kids under the age of 16 or 18, yeah? Minors, yeah. In certain areas, Noel, now this is coming from the horse's mouth. They're after being tuitioned by the parents. Not to give the guards your name. If the guards bring them to the station, they're refusing to give their name. What can they do with them? They're letting them out. So why is it not made that if you grab a vermin and you bring them in, whether he's 10, 11, 12, 15, and he won't give you a name, you break him in a cell, Noel, and you leave him there. Yeah, but, you then, but then you'll have all the do-gooders saying, ah, oh, you can't do that to yeah, children. Yeah, that's my point, Noel. That's where things have to change. You have to start forgetting them. I mean, there's a stupid referendum coming up now shortly, costing more money about second divorce. Who really cares? Instead of having... When a people who are getting divorced, I suppose, care. Listen, a <laughs> yeah. referendum loyal call anti-scumbag laws about <laughs> sitting down with senior politicians and judges and saying, right, this is the what, way... We, uh, what's, what's the name of your referendum again, Peter? Anti-scumbag laws. <laughs> anti-scumbag laws. Yeah, Frank, oh, oh Frank, sorry, yeah, Frank. That'll, that'll be a good referendum. I can see people voting on that one. Lads, just stay there for a second, please. I want to go to Laura. Laura, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Laura? Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, good, Laura. You have a slightly different story, but it all it, this involved your daughter. And, yes. And, and what happened? She was a minor. Okay. Um, it came about that there was sexting going on, which involved nude photos. So she was sending uh, nude photos? Yeah. Okay. So myself and the husband gobsmacked. We want to know who, when, whatever. So she eventually and came why? out and said, yeah. and why, she eventually came out and said she was being blackmailed. And if she opened her mouth, they knew where she lived. They knew my details, my husband's details. They were going to come down and rape us and kill us. So I'm like, screw that. Up to the local guards. And took a statement, confiscated the phone. they done everything with the phone to trace everything. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't locate where the text came from, even though they came in via WhatsApp. But these um, are the texts requesting the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was getting the threat via WhatsApp. Okay. Um, a number somebody had got, they couldn't trace it, and um, obviously you had to go up to the DPP for some reason, and the DPP came back and the guards contacted us. Uh, my year daughter got a year suspended, per, or well, I don't know if it was suspended. Parole? Then, but she was put on parole for a year. For, for what? For distribution of child pornography? That's what it's considered, even though wow. she's a minor. Even, wow. Now, oh the photos, yes, they weren't. It was easy for the courts. It was easy to... Boil and put away as done and but do you know what pisses me off most? 
my daughter, she was sexually assaulted, unfortunately. And the see you next Thursday, I'm sorry, got away with it. And this particular person is causing mayhem where I live. There are no consequences. You can't even say boo to a kid anymore or I'm getting my mother. I physically had to go and stop a fight the other day. And when I stood up to 25 kids and told them I'm going to drag them by the scruff to the guards, they all start laughing in my face. And I didn't charge them. I kept going after who I wanted to get. But I found out that I actually knew his mother. And when I went down to the mother, I said, look, what's the deal? You have your shite going on. I have my shite going on. But your son is not to lay hands on my child. I'm really sorry. I'll deal with it. It's not been dealt with. The mother, but the, well, the mother probably has the same attitude as the child. The two yeah, be known. Be a rat, Noel. Noel, a rat breeds a rat. But you know, since since I've gone to this child's parents, I've been told, "Oh, you better look out for your kid now because that child is on the list and being looked for by a said gang." So well, Peter's right, or so that's Peter Psyche, you call him Peter. Frank is right. A rat, you know, thugs breed thugs, and rats oh, breed rats. Listen, we know consequences. that. I. Kids have been told they have the res- respect for the guards. They're there to help them. Yes, you always get the bad ones in every group, but you get that across all walks of life. I, I'm I'm just still in shock that they actually brought your daughter to court, court as if it wasn't traumatic enough to be in a situation where she felt compelled to send a naked photograph for herself to a complete stranger or whoever this individual was. I, I'm shocked that they brought Believe her to court me, and I charged know who her. The individual is. But either but either way, I'm shocked that they actually charged her. I just—it was something that came up there on the news the other day. That's right. It was on the. It was actually on the news yesterday. They want to bring in new legislation around it. Yeah, yeah because it's. It doesn't matter what age the child is. It is still considered child pornography. Well, 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 it technically is, but the person that should be charged is the person who receives it and then distributes it to other people. I I find it shocking that the young girl that would send the photograph would be charged with distribution of child pornography. It is her body, if you yeah. know what I mean. And I, I know that sounds odd, but it is her body. And, you know, she can obviously do that if she wants to do it, provided there are two consenting people, and that's up to a judge to decide, you know, in using common sense. But certainly if she sends it to somebody and then they distribute it amongst friends, they should be charged with distribution of child pornography. Let me as well go to Peter if I can before the break. Peter, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Peter? How's it going, Noel? Uh, what a shocking story, Peter. That's... Taking me back a little bit. Yeah, you've heard Frank and you heard Gary there before the break. I mean, would you stand by somebody, Peter, if they committed a crime? Maybe drugs, probably. Like my own child or own. Well, yeah, your own child. 18 years of age, you find, you know, a thousand euro and a wad of cash in his bedroom and a couple, of, a couple of wraps of heroin, maybe. Yeah, well, as you know, we came from that life myself. And, um,. Hopefully, I've broke the trend of what that man said. A rap reads a rap because I tell you one thing: I'll go out my way to make sure my child doesn't go through what I went through. And if I ever did find stuff on him, I'd make sure he told me who gave it to him, and it'd go straight down to the person that gave it to him, and I'd have a word in his ear and tell him, "Look, don't ever give me child anything again, or a consequence that will come after it," because then. Um, I know what it's like to come from that lifestyle, how many people's lives are being ruined by what's being sold and, you know, how many families are being, families are being torn apart by heroin and cocaine and everything else. It's destroying people's lives and it's been swept under the carpet in this country. 
all of a sudden there's a little feud and drop it, and now they're talking about all the stuff again. This stuff has been going on continuously, yeah. and nothing has ever been done about it, and it's all drug-related, yeah. and nothing has been done about it whatsoever. The thing about it is, Peter, like, fair play to you for your honesty. I, I admire anyone that can come out and say what you just said. But I think I made a point, Peter. Uh, I'm Gary, by the way, Peter. I made a point um, at, the, at the start there that the likes of yourself and yourselves, okay? I'm not saying, you know, it's just how, say, your mother and father, my mother and father, a certain age. But me and you, like two gobshites, went down that road. We did all that, right? And yeah. I think that maybe the education that, you know, I use the word education, but that we have, that we know the science, Peter, you know what I'm talking about, we know what to look for. Um, do you know as well, just on a point of that, it's, it's kind of related to that lady's story, which is shocking. Uh, I've been, I've had a few friendly, friendly, uh, how will I put it? I've been, I've been told to give over going into schools. I've, you know, I'll never stop doing what I'm doing. Um, and why, why, did, why did they not want you to go into school? Because it's, I'm going against the grain. Exactly. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's, I'm quite fearful saying this in the in the in the, in the Is this the, kind of the, the snowflake kind of generation that well, oh, you, God, might, no. might, you might upset the children or something? No, 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 no. Anonymously, I've been told to give it up. Oh, no, yeah. oh, oh, oh no. right, I get you. Yeah, sorry, Frank. No, no, he's being Gary. It be, uh, tell the truth. You're being threatened not to go in. You're being told by Dean. Not all the time, Frank. No, I've no problem saying it, Frank. Not yeah. all the time, and yeah, it's been very few of between. But once, That's Frank. Oh, sorry, Frank. Once, once is enough. Once yeah. is one point too many. And yeah. I tell you, Frank, I, I, I'm, I'm no way a hard man. No one knows me. I'm not like that. I hate people like that. But I won't yeah. stop. I won't so, stop. So, okay, so what, so what you're telling me here is that individuals who are higher up, I suppose, in the food chain when it comes to drugs, uh, dealing or, you know, importing drugs, are basically telling you to shut your mouth. Yeah. I've, because I've, because they don't want kids not to take drugs. They want them to take drugs. I've, I've no idea who they are. Absolutely no idea. And I don't want to know who they are. But at the end of the day, I just, I, I, all I know is, I, I looked at what I did to society. I cost the taxpayer so much money going in there. So that was point number one. Yeah, I want my money back. Well, yeah, you know, it's, 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 uh, listen, it's on the, it's in the post. Uh, no, it's a dodgy just check. a quick point. Well, 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 hang on, I have to go into a break as well, but Frank, yeah, sorry, I, I put up Peter, I completely ignored him here. Sorry. Just a quick point, yeah. I have to go, but listen, just a quick point there in relation to antisocial behaviour, yeah? Yeah. Does, does, how's the states all over this city and this country been absolutely, those people terrified, their lives is made a misery. For these little fucking scuts. Watch, watch your language, middle don't, of the day, lads. Well, listen, right. Noel, Thanks. when the cop as I said to you, if they smash up a card in a garden, let's just say, and cause 3,000 euros worth of damage, if they're under the age of 18, now, the parents are liable. There's no bringing them to uh, court. There's that, no please. bringing them to court, Gary. There's no point because the little scumbag will walk out. And if they're on social welfare, Noel, every single penny is stopped until that money is paid over to you. Well, you don't me. agree with that, Peter, no? I'd never agree with people blaming parents. I know in some cases, Noel... There's parents out there that don't care about their children. But Most in my circumstances, listen, in my circumstances, my parents taught me to do the right thing and tried their best to hang on to me and put me through school and everything. And I just straight rebelled against them. If I'd have listened to me parents, I'd probably be a doctor right now. So tell me, Peter, so I hate, if you smile, I hate you when a... people go out and blame the parents because what happens if a child just straight rebels? 
and walks yeah, out listen, with the house on the parents. If you paid that smashed up my car, listen, if you smashed up my car, say, because let's just, let's face it, as you admitted yourself, that you're a scumbag, right? So yeah. if you smashed up my car and your parents aren't liable, let's just, oh, as I said earlier, so who's going to pay for the damage caused to my property? The person that done it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. But if they're under the age of 18, the little shits will walk. If you no, make the parents liable. To court, they'll go to court like I did, and they'll be put on probation, and they'll be asked to make some sort of contribution or try to change oh, it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, some right. sort of contribution. So let's say I have yeah. a bill of 3000 here, and the little shit gives me €100. Euro. Who's going to come up with the rest? You see, I think everyone's missing the point here. I, I think he's got a point, Peter. When you were 16 years of age, let's say, and, and I don't know what point you were at at 16 years of age, let's say you were stealing a car and you ran it into a wall, you weren't going to have the money to pay back. Exactly. Not at all, no. No, so, so the point he's making is somebody has to be responsible. And not in all cases, but there are cases, Peter, without a shadow of a doubt, where parents are neglectful and that's where the child's grow up as little scuts. And, it, you know, if you hit people in the pockets, it might make parents think twice about allowing their child to stay out at 11 o'clock at night when they're only 10 years of age. Sorry, Peter, let me get back to you there because we were kind of being interrupted by everybody. But look, by your own admission, Peter, you were a little scumbag when you were younger. You were robbing, you yeah. were stealing, you were involved in all sorts of criminal activity. You ended up in heroin. You've turned your life around. Fair play to you. You're one yeah. of my favourite callers on the air, all right? But in saying, yeah. in saying that... You have to be real about this. The majority of times, maybe not in your case, you know, yeah. bad kids come from bad parents. Oh, 100%. And bad kids come from good parents as well. But, uh, yeah, it, it, the, the exception, it does happen, yeah. yes. You know, you can have three really good kids and one is a little nuisance and there's no understanding of that, okay? Family. Yeah, because yeah. maybe he's mixing with the wrong other kids, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. but the point is that parent could, and I'm not having a go with your parents, Peter. I'm just saying yeah. at the time when you were mixing with those individuals, maybe they could have done a bit more to get you away from them. I don't know. They tried their best. Did they? They tried to keep me in the house. So I jumped out the bedroom window, out the top of the bedroom window, down. Like, you know, they tried mm. to lock me in a room. It didn't work. It didn't work. And do you think there was something wrong with you? I mean, were you hyper? No, I was just rebellious. And I didn't, like, if they told me to stay away from someone, I said, with that person, you know what I'm saying? Had you no respect, I mean, when you think back, when you look back when you were that age, had you no respect for anybody, no respect for your parents, no respect for the authority, for the guards? No. No, no I thought it was a little bad boy, only to find out that it was, it was not stupidity. Mm-hmm. Ending up following, being easily led and follow, follow someone anywhere, like doing stupid things that I shouldn't have done. And if, if you if you were in a school like Gary, you know, Gary goes around the schools now giving talks about drugs and stuff like that. I mean, if you were in a school and you were to give advice to people, to young, you 30 or 40 young children, you know, 17 years of age, looking at you, Peter, and they asked you for one, you know, a good bit of advice in one or two sentences, what would you say to them? Stay close to your parents and stay far away from the clowns that are trying to distract you in class. Um, if you're good in school, like I was brilliant in school. If you're good in school, stick in school. And one thing I'm trying to do now, and I, I, ho- I try to get across to people, is have a, try to have as close possible relationship with your parents as you can. That, that they, you can go to them with anything. They're almost like a friend, but they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're but they're still, they're still your mother and father. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, yeah. And respect, respect them and listen to them, because if I'd have respected my parents and listened to them, I'd be in a completely different position today than I, than I was back then. Like, 
Well, look, you know, you've only got the rest of your life to look forward to, Peter. And, yeah. and, and in fairness, you know, you're doing a good job of that now. So, well, hang on. Stephen, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Stephen? Yeah, all good, mind yourself. Good. Stephen, what would you do if you caught, well, your kids are a bit young at the moment, but, you know, later in life, you know, you suddenly found a, a grand in cash in the bedroom and, and, I don't know, a bag of hash or something. Uh, hash, maybe, or you'd probably be a bit more forgiving, but a class A drug, straight down, march frog, down, or straight down. Cocaine. So if you found cocaine or heroin, you'd be straight down to the guards. Yeah, and I'd make sure the guards frighten the living daylights out of them. But, you, but, you, but you know they probably get a charge for it. Uh, yeah, well... going to be called a rat and have to face a lot of stuff. Well, well he hasn't ratted on anything, Peter. Why would he be called a rat? If you brought drugs down to a police station that was given to your son or money and gave them in, I'm telling you now, through experience, your son would get an awful life. Listen, Peter, I grew up in Cabra with some hard chores. I know exactly what goes on. So I'd have no so fear about them. So why would you not go show. to the hard chores and tell them, look, don't be giving my son... Because there's a, I have them before for, for, for friends and that, and it, they just don't listen. And, and it actually gets worse if you go near them. You're better off well, just going straight to the police. Yeah, but then what's the... Your son has to go through the rest of his life being called the grass, your dad ratted us out, and so on and so forth. So how do you go? Well, I'll, I'll deal with that when that happens. That's no problem. A box for 18, 19 years. Any of them come near the door, they'd be putting the bleeding floor. Yeah. Well, in fairness, I well, I've met Stephen. He's a big bloke, Peter. No. I wouldn't mess with him. Um, but yeah. but in, in saying that, Stephen, if it was if it was hash, for example, and because I, I was reading this report this morning, it is becoming quite common for young people to deal in drugs as a way of making a quick book, which is really sad to hear. I mean, if it was hash or something like that, you, what, you'd sit them down, have a chat with them and tell them the, the pros and cons, obviously. Well, there's no, yeah, pro, there's no pros, there's all cons. I'd, I'd actually say, this is your one and only warning. I'd explain exactly what had happened. I'd bring them and show them what happens to people that get locked up. And I'd say, if that's the life for you, get the hell out. And would you, would you ever, by the way, either one of you, could you ever see yourself disowning your own child for committing a crime? Or, yeah. or do you think blood is thicker than water at a parent? Because I've seen murderers, you know, wives and parents stand by them. Rapists, yeah. you know what I mean? Child abusers, parents stand by them. You know, I mean, would you stand by your child through thick and thin, Stephen? I wouldn't yeah. like them totally, Noel, but I, I'd be... I, I, the relationship would never be the same again, ever. We could never look at my child in the same way again because I'd be worried about the people at the other end. I'm not just thinking about myself, I'm thinking about the people that are caught. And you know that I go to these fingerless safety meetings every two months, Noel, and I told you after the last one, there was 10-year-olds ten, ten dealing. 10-year-olds. Well, I can tell you now after one that I went to two nights ago that there was a 9-year-old child in English question with his parents there three weeks ago. So, 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 what, so the... This the, is the, going so, big time. Okay, so the, 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 basically what the dealers are doing is they're giving the drugs to 9-year-olds to move from place to place because they know they won't be stopped. Yeah, and they're going around on push bikes and whatever or on the scramblers. The scramblers now, you know? That's disgusting, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely disgusting, and I, I can see it happening. Now, lucky enough, I'm not in the really end of it. But mm. when you go down to the other end where the fingerless out is, it's oh, it's an awful place. Now. Kids are just, like the other night in Clearwater, the shopping centre, Tesco's, there was four security guards blocking the door trying to stop 20 of them getting in. And you want to hear the things they were saying to them. I couldn't repeat it on the radio. It was disgusting. And they were edging the security guards. Go on, hit me, hit me, hit me. Because they know that there'll be a charge then. And then the lads that are doing their job, they get done, you know. 
Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.